Hi, everyone. Just before we get going, I want to remind you that everything we talk about and discuss should not be considered as investment advice. The purpose of what we talk about on Catherine Murray Media and Markets on YouTube, as well as Catherine Murray in conversation with on my podcast, should be viewed as informational and entertainment purposes only. Please definitely do your own research, your own homework, and definitely consult an investment professional before making any investment decisions. And also to note, some of us might hold positions in some of the stocks uh, that we discuss. JC, great to see you as always. And you're such a fan favorite, that is for sure. This is, of course, is JC Pretz from All Star Charts. Um, let, let's just get going. And this is the top five of five. Just remember, remind everybody, we want to get your best top five ideas in 20 minutes. Um, you know, to keep everybody honest to time, everybody's busy and efficient. So let's get going, JC. Uh, from a technical analysis perspective, that that's your that's your main driver in terms of stock uh, stock picks today. So, what what's number one for you? We can start with number five, by the way. Well, I mean, I think I, I think it's important to really put things in perspective, right? About in terms of what type of market environment we're in, because that's a lot of people fail to to take that step, right? It's like, oh, should I buy this stock? And it's like, well, what kind of stock is it? What type of environment are we in? Are those types of stocks conducive to this particular type of environment or are they not, right? And, you know, I I, I, I remember a month ago, people were like, JC, nobody cares about Brazil. You know, nobody, these energy stocks are overbought because they were so focused on their growth stocks that were getting hammered that they're missing the giant right. that was walking right past them, Catherine. And all these growth stocks are getting murdered and Brazil's making higher lows, making new multi-month highs. It's like something's fishy here. Mm -hmm. And it made sense with crude oil breaking out to new highs, new seven-year highs, CRB index and commodities making new seven-year highs. There are certain stocks in this environment with rising interest rates that historically do well with rising rates and there are stocks that historically don't and the stocks that historically don't are not doing well at all they haven't they've been getting, doing terrible those growth stocks but energy financials now we're getting rotation into materials and industrials you know i continue to like the relative strength i mean brazil's been a monster winner for us anything mm -hmm. energy related has been a monster winner for us and then so that takes us to petrobras you know petroleo brazil and you know that's really where the top-down approach comes because by the time we're deciding that we bought, you know, we're buying Petroleo Brazil a month ago, for example, even though I think there's a big base, I think still has a long way to go, starts from the top. It starts with, wow, everything's getting crushed except Brazil. Some, what the heck is going on there in Brazil? You know, something funky was going on. So when literally the name Petroleo Brazil is Petroleo is oil, Brazil, you know, so like you're getting both, you're getting the energy and you're getting the Brazil at the same time. And so that's one of your top picks, but JC, is that, um, uh, is it an ADR or do you have to own it in the Brazil exchange? I don't oh, yeah, know. It's an ADR, liquid ADR, it's a huge company. Yeah, you're good. I mean, it's not okay. as big as it once was way back in the day, but the idea is that <laughs> it gets there. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, for sure. What, what's the, what's the ticker? You got it off PBR, the top. PBR, it's a popular beer among the college kids. Catherine. Okay. PBR. I don't know when your last frat party was, but long uh, time ago. Yeah, yeah, me too, <laughs> okay. unfortunately. <laughs> okay, so PBR Petrobras and um uh and, and can you still get in? Because these these stocks have had a huge run, anything with energy exposure. I mean, think about this, uh, Catherine. I mean, energy in general, you know, you talk about something like Transocean, for example, like it used to be like a hundred and fifty billion dollar company, now it's two. 
Right. So, you know, I mean, this is just, it's just, I, I think that we're in the early stages. I mean, yeah. Has it come a long way in the last year? Has it come a long way in the last month? Of course, energy was the best performing sector in the United States, uh, in the U.S. stock market in 2021. Commodities were the best performing asset class. Meanwhile, you had net outflows out of commodity ETFs for 2021. So, I mean, just hilarious. Hmm. I think it's a long way to go. I think Petrobras for now, we could probably see 17, 18 bucks. That's probably next. There's some resistance there. But why can't this thing get in the 30s or 40s? Why not? I think it can. Not tomorrow, but I think I think we can get up there. Okay, nice. Um, what's your next one? What's your next top pick? Well, I, I, I think getting back to sort of, you know, the, the I mean, sticking with what's working energy. You know, we talk about Petróleo Brasil in in brazil and you're getting that exposure you're getting brazil and you're getting petroleum great latin american exposure emerging market exposure so if that's what you're looking for that rotation that's what you want now there's something for everybody maybe you don't want to do that right maybe you just want to buy the relative strength the stuff that's already been working i guess chevron look no further than chevron uh just a a monster base seven year base you know what we did catherine uh hmm. two weeks ago, uh, sorry last week as a matter of fact it was last week we bought, and you can still get in pretty cheap, we bought the 2024 January 150 strike calls in Chevron. So these are the two-year-out leaps. What was the wow. last time you traded a leap, Catherine? <laughs> but you know, we were getting it for 12 bucks. 12 bucks for 150 strike 2024 calls. And this, what I loved about that trade is that it doesn't have to work right away. I mean, it's two years out. So yeah. like... like if you acknowledge that energy has come a long way and you want to give it room to dance, if you will, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're, if, if, you, if the answer to the question, if you ask yourself a question, do you want more energy exposure over the next two years? That's the question you want to ask yourself. Now, the next two weeks or the next two months, the next two years, do you or do you not want to have more energy exposure? For me personally, my answer is 150% yes. Hmm. I do want more energy exposure, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and this is a great way to get it. And so where's the stock trading right now? Because I, I want people to understand a little bit more about what you're talking about in terms of, you know, January 2024, 150 calls. Maybe yep, just describe so, what, that, what you're betting on there. Yep. So you're about 13 bucks out of the money. So you're about 137, 138. So these are the 150 strike calls. So you're about 12, 13 bucks out of the money. And you're paying 12 bucks for the right to purchase it at 150 at any point over the next two years. And we're not trying to exercise the calls here. We're just going to take profits on the calls, hopefully at a higher price, right? Um, okay. And then the strategy, Catherine, as soon as those premiums double, if they double, and I think the bet is they do at some point between now and the next two years, we take half off the table. Okay. okay? Now we're playing with house money. We're playing with house money for the next you know, however long until expiration in January of 2024. So that's the strategy. That way you could sleep at night, especially if you have a big unrealized gain on the table that is leveraged through premium in the options market, knowing that you're just playing with house money, you, you can't lose any on the trade, allows you to stay in the trade longer, right? Because it's not just, hey, what do you think the stock does or the company? It's about dealing with your own brain, right? And right. This, this really, right? You know that. This really helps yeah. you do that. Okay, I'm glad we went through that. Um, what, what's up next? What's another one? Well, I mean, we can we can stick with one more energy. I know uh, we're really- You're loving energy. 
Well, I mean, what's there not to like? And there's a few different ways to take advantage of it. So one thing that I really, really like, um, this one comes from our Young Aristocrats report, and it really pays a nice, handsome yield. So I don't, for old school traders out there, they're, they're familiar with the dividend aristocrats, right? And these are companies that have raised their dividends every year for 25 consecutive years. Think Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble. But the way I look at it, or the way as a team we look at it, by the time they've raised their dividends for 25 freaking years, it's, you're probably a little late to the party, right? You're probably not in the early stages of the company's growth, right? Obviously. So we like to stay a little bit ahead of the curve. So we specifically scan for companies that have raised their dividends every year for between five and nine consecutive years. So the future okay. dividend aristocrats, if you will, and okay. Chenier, Chenier Energy is a great one. So Chenier Energy LNG has been a great stock for us. Um, you know, just it is the best looking energy stock on planet Earth, right? There's if you look at a million energy stocks like I do, none of them look like Chenier LNG, right? From a from a technical perspective. I mean, they just look nothing alike. Okay. <laughs> you know I mean? Like this one really stands out. So that's like the outlier. Uh, to quote uh, the great uh, Max, well, Max, Max Gladwell, what's his name? Adam Gladwell, what was his name? Uh, Max, I think. <laughs> great book. Um, so anyway, Chenier LNG is the outlier in that in the energy space, but they have a, a master limited partnership, uh, which is Chenier Energy Partners CQP, hmm. and it's a twenty four billion dollar uh, uh, MLP, and it pays a five point four percent yield. Uh, and has raised their dividends. This is the fifth straight year that they raised their dividends. So uh, if we're above 50, that completes that base. I think you can own it. I think it goes to 68.70 and you're getting paid to own it. So you're getting paid to make money, Catherine. Who doesn't like yeah. to do that? Yeah, and, and just you know, for our Canadian viewers though too, the tax treatment on NL MLPs, which is a benefit to American residents, doesn't translate to Canadians from a tax perspective, just to be aware. But we don't have to get into those details. Well, I mean, that I, I, I wasn't my decision, Catherine. <laughs> nobody, nobody asked me what I thought about that whole thing. Yeah, right? I hear you. Okay, so that, so, so a number of energy companies. Um, what What's next? What else right. do you like? So, historically speaking, when interest rates are going up, what are the best two sectors historically that do the best when rates are going up? Energy, I think we covered that and financials those are the two there's an etf eqrr which is the um uh equities for rising rates etf oh this, this is an etf that just has a bunch of stocks that historically that should do well with rising rates if you look inside those etfs which is something that i like to do for fun mm -hmm. you're going to find that more than half the entire etf is financials and energy Makes you're right so when you pull up a chart of the U.S. 10-year yield and you pull up a chart of the EQRR, they look exactly the same. Hmm. If you look at a chart, uh, and then if you take the U.S. Financials Index and the U.S. Energy Index and you equally weight those two, that line also looks like the U.S. 10-year <laughs> yield and the EQRR. Hmm. So if interest rates are going up, which has been the bet that we've been making, sell bonds, buy banks and energy, you know, those are the, those are the types of stocks that do well. I like Morgan Stanley. Mm -hmm. um, it's a twenty-year base. Uh, I mean, literally, this thing just broke out above its two thousand highs. Just did okay. uh, last year, and I mean, this thing. Uh, I mean, this thing can go. This thing can go a long way. So, 
if we're above, you know, 91 was the trade. I, I get that we're now in the 107s, but I encourage your viewers to zoom out. This is maybe a, you know, a, a longer term sort of situation. Um, huh. You know, buying any pullbacks under 100, I think you need to flip the book to the long side. You know, I think okay. it goes to 150. Wow. Okay. So on the financials or, well, I, I, I guess, you know, in terms of looking at the uh, U.S. 10-year yield, which, you know, everybody's looking at today, hit 2%. Um, you'd want to own the EQRR. That's that play. Yeah, but I mean, it's been working. I mean, it looks exactly like the U.S. 10-year yield. I mean, it's listen, the ETF itself, I don't think it's very liquid. I'm more so using it for informational purposes. Like, we don't okay. have to buy the ETF. Like, you know, I like to use a lot of ETFs to track what's going on and then go inside and look inside of it. Got it. Okay, because I was going to actually ask you who um, who the owner is of the EQRR, you know. but Oh, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't does... think it's very liquid. It's more so okay. for information purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Okay. so to be more clear, to be clear, then it's, it's really take a look at owning Morgan Stanley under 100. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, and any pullbacks down there, I mean, I, you know, I like it now. I mean, we're in it. Um, I think it goes to 150. I think it's got a long way to go. Let me ask you this, too. Um, I've got a couple of minutes left, but JC, when you take a look at the U.S. 10-year yield, because there's just so much um, controversy and debate as to whether or not we really will see that U.S. 10-year yield continue to move higher, you know, if we get the 50 basis point hike in March, maybe it'll be 25. We Nobody really knows, but, you know, we're really taking bets and, and creating themes based on where we think that U.S. 10-year yield is going. Sure. So the question is, though, for how long? Because some people say, yeah, it'll get there, but there's no way the various central banks around the world can continue to raise rates, can't afford the debt payments. So yeah. I don't know where that comes into, I, you know, I know technical analysis is where you're focused, so we're not really talking about a fundamental conversation. Thank God, yeah. You if have I was to worried about whether countries <laughs> could pay their debt, man, I, that sounds terrible. That sounds really boring. I know. You're on what's happening. Catherine, 3% is a lock. 3% is a lock. Take it to the bank. <laughs> Okay, U.S. 10-year yields going to 3%. That's what you're saying. Okay. And in what time frame? I want to understand the time frame here. Do you have any, like, can you see that at all? Yeah, by St. Patrick's Day. Come on. No. Um, no. <laughs> no. That's um, too soon. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to St. Patty's. No, I think, um, you know, realistically, I, at this year at some point, you, why not? Okay. I mean, I okay. have no idea. I'm at Crystal Balls in the shop right now, but... You know, when you look at the things that tend to do well when interest rates are going higher, things like financials, things like energy stocks, I think yeah. in commodities in general, right? I think um, I think that's what's happening. And when you look at the yield curve that's just getting like flattened like a pancake um, or for you football fans, like a, you know, like a lineman. Um, I mean, I think that the, the way those ones and twos just like, I mean, man, I think what the one year yield is like where the 10 year yield was like a, like a few months ago. Like, yeah, um, I mean, I think, I think the tens are not moving as fast as the ones and twos and stuff, which is why the yield curve is flattening. Yeah. No, but, but just because it's not going up as fast as ones and twos doesn't mean that it's not going up. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm just trying to understand like how long these trades might stay on for, but it sounds as though there's the men momentum and the technicals. And you know me, I like to, I like to just, you know, really focus more on what the market would have to do to prove me wrong than I am thinking about Lamborghinis and mansions when I'm right. You know, that doesn't help okay. anybody. I'm more concerned with like, okay, let's play devil's advocate. What would the market have to do to prove that thesis to be invalid? And it was $84 in the crude oil. We held and continue to act well. Number one. Number two, 1.7% on the U.S. 10-year yield also held. 
and we've ramped higher from there. So okay. you know, there's no reason to change those levels. Um, okay. You know, prior to that, the levels were 76 in oil and 1.4% on the U.S. 10-year yield. And those held, they did what they did. You know, we got more information. We readjusted those levels to 1.7 on the U.S. 10s and uh, 84 on the crude oil. Those held, but there's not enough information to raise those levels or change those levels. Those are pretty much it. As long as we're above 1.7 on the U.S. 10s and above 84 on crude oil, there's no reason to think that that whole thesis is not still intact. I got one more for you. You want to? Okay, good. I want one more. One more. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go with Cortiva. CPVA. CPVA. C T as in Tom. So Charlie Thomas Victor Apple. Okay. Cortiva. It's an agricultural input stock from Indianapolis, Indiana, hmm. and um, you know that cyclical trade of financials and energy has been working but the laggards of that group have been materials and industrials they really haven't kept up with the other two and now we're starting to see that rotation this week and this is right up in that materials alley uh CTPA, okay. if we're above uh 50 bucks what's there not to like you know i think you okay. got another 30 40 percent of upside okay awesome um we are gonna wrap it because you've got a hard out in a minute but i do want you to say for one second jc um, what your offering is to people in terms of the different reports, different products that you have up there. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You could find us uh, at allstarcharts.com, you know, Twitter, StockTwits, Instagram, YouTube, at allstarcharts. And we provide research and actionable ideas to anybody who needs to put money in the market on a regular basis. This goes from individual investors who are first opening up, you know, their first Robinhood accounts and learning how to trade because we do walk through our process as you and I did today. Uh, up to the largest financial institutions in the world, pretty much all the major big, biggest banks you've ever heard of, a lot of the biggest hedge funds that you're very familiar with, market wizards. You know, so what's really cool is that I get to talk with, you know, real portfolio managers that are putting hundreds of billions of dollars to work. Um, and then I'm also talking to individual investors and using both of the inform all of those sources really yeah. helps me uh, weigh the evidence and approach the market from a, a more holistic uh, point of view and that has proven to be really fruitful and we're going to continue to do that okay awesome jc we'll leave it there thank you so much top five thank of five you, i appreciate that always a pleasure see you in toronto soon by the way i'm coming are you yeah i'm coming okay done <laughs> whenever the dolphins are playing the bills next season the, the schedule comes out in april that's <laughs> the weekend we'll be in toronto okay perfect All right, okay we'll see you then, then. Here's okay me. thanks thanks okay perfect bye